Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport Magazine and Autosport.com, I'm Luke Smith, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Max Verstappen signalled his intent to end the season as he spent so much of it by leading the way for Red Bull in qualifying for the Abu Dhabi season finale. Verstappen and Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez were out of reach for the rest of the pack through qualifying at the Yas Marina circuit, securing Red Bull's first front row lockout since Mexico 2018. Ferrari was left to settle for third and fourth on the grid, its qualifying strength not enough to stop the slippery Red Bull along the long straights in Abu Dhabi, while Mercedes could not replicate its Brazil form as it slumped to fifth and sixth on the grid. But much of qualifying focused on Sebastian Vettel, who put in a stellar performance to reach Q3 for Aston Martin and qualify ninth for his final Formula 1 race. Vettel's goodbye is really the only place we can start today's podcast, and we're actually in the car on our way back after a very special track run that was organised by Vettel tonight to bring the paddock together. I'm joined by Autosport Grand Prix editor Alex Kalanorkas. Now, Alex, we went out there to, to run with Seb. What a special evening it's been. Can you talk us through what was on tonight and what Seb put together for everyone? I certainly can, Luke. Hello, and hello to the listeners, and uh, also hello to the sat-nav, which is talking to <laughs> Matt Q, Autosport's F1 editor, driving us home. He promises to drive 
drive very gently and respectfully on the way home, but I've seen no evidence of it so far in the weekend, so let's see what happens. Uh, but yes, a, a, a really pleasant evening, actually, uh, here at the Yas Marina track. Um, yeah, we got an email from Aston Martin uh, yesterday whilst uh, Matt and I were out trackside during FP1, uh, staying out of the blazing sun. We've managed to get down to the grandstand at the first hairpin at the end of the first sector enjoying some shade this lovely email dropped and yes come along run the track with Sebastian Vettel that's how he's choosing to say goodbye uh, to the F1 paddock specifically obviously I'm sure he'll have his own message uh, for the fans and everybody watching on with the Grand Prix tomorrow so yeah basically everybody headed down uh, to the start finish line um, about 9pm local time and everyone was uh, given a t-shirt which says uh, thank you to Sebastian and commemorates his championships. The main picture is uh, him next to his Red Bull in 2013 at the Indian Grand Prix where he secured his fourth world title. Uh, but yes, and then after that, uh, there was a group photo. Charles Leclerc turned up. I noticed he didn't then take part in the run, but very nice for him to come and say goodbye to his former teammate. Mick Schumacher was there. Uh, group photo at the start, and then off we went on the run. And uh, there was a there was there was a fair few. Uh, well, basically, there was a bit of skullduggery from one of the Autosport team, which was uh, to go against the team order, which was to run with each other all the way That's around. That's you, map. isn't it? And it was me. Yes, uh, I I very quickly multi twenty one both you and Matt Q. But I think that's that's what Vettel would have wanted, quite frankly. And uh, at one point, I did end up uh, overtaking him, and I thought, well, this is good. He's uh, running along, having a chat with Mick Schumacher. Maybe I'm able to beat Sebastian Vettel in a race. That would be a great, uh, great story. But uh, having held him off uh, for a good two-thirds of the lap, just before the hairpin at the end of the second sector, he absolutely put the jets on and uh, you know, legged it past everybody, as did, as did Mick. Uh, but what was really nice was that when we got to the end, uh, my victory comfortably assured over you and Matt, uh, Vettel was, was still around. He, he, he clapped people in. He you know, high-fived people. He posed for selfies with loads and loads and loads of people. It was really nice. You know, the, the music and all the PA systems in all the various stadium sections were blaring out with music coming from his dad's iPod. He was following along with the family on the, one of those big trucks that they take F1 guests around in. So, yeah, just a real feel-good evening. Yeah, it's been really amazing. And I think the number of people who turned out, like, I think we're well into... Over 100, I'd say, maybe close oh, to 200. maybe close to 200. It's, it's really hard to tell because obviously everybody ended up in the same kit. Loads of mechanics from loads of different teams. Uh, yeah, just everybody seems to be out, out enjoying themselves. The FIA were there, F, FOM officials. Yeah, it, it was really nice. Really, really wonderful. I think very, very fitting way for um, yeah, Seb to get everyone together and say goodbye. Uh, Seb, that he loves running tracks, which I didn't actually know, but that's quite a cool thing that he uh, yeah likes to do. And it's uh, yeah, just been a, a really great evening and I think a lovely way to continue the sign-off ahead of his final Grand Prix tomorrow as I said in the intro he will start from ninth place on the grid and I think that there was so many like on boards and bits of qualifying on the world food following what Seb was doing probably more than usual but he got all the way through made it right the way through to Q3 a really impressive display from him today was that really the maximum you think he could have got out the Aston Martin getting through to Q3? I think so I think um, obviously best of the rest would be seventh place behind the Red Bull Ferrari and Mercedes cars Uh, he was there briefly because he only had one set of soft tyres to use in the last part of qualifying ended up getting shuffled down a couple of spots by Lando Norris and Esteban Ocon but they are in let's face it much faster cars than the Aston the Aston is much improved Vettel said that you know it's doing what he wants he's feeling good with it but also he revealed that you know just this this last race there's a bit of emotion getting into the car for the final time speaking to to, so, to a person I know at uh, Aston Martin who I actually saw uh, on the run ahead of me and he was my he was once Vettel had gone he was my target I thought I'll, I'll catch up to, to my mate Joe did you? No, he he he, he well hasn't done. done. He's like, like you, look. He's a he's a fellow marathon runner, and uh, it's been five years since I did my last marathon, so I had no chance of catching him. Um, but yeah, basically, um, 
Vettel said, you know, uh, basically, sorry, um, I've been told, you know, th- there is a bit of emotion going around the team uh, this weekend and it's, it's, it's added an extra dimension they've got to try and keep a lid on. And Vettel himself apparently been very like, no, we must focus, we, you know, we've got a job to do, we, we can still perhaps beat Alpha in the Constructors' Championship. But yeah, he admitted a bit emotional getting into qualifying for the final time, but he did a fantastic job. Revealed afterwards that as it was his final race, it, it, you know, he gave him something, he gave him an extra little lift. If I'm being very cynical, Grand Prix editor, I do. I, I would say, well, where has he been all season, Sebastian? But we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll give him that an excellent performance, and uh, and let's see what he can do in the race tomorrow. Fernando Alonso actually said that he was sort of looking in his mirrors quite a lot to make sure he wasn't getting in Seb's way. He's starting 11th on the grid. He said, "Don't worry, I'll take care of Seb," as in he's going to look after him, make sure he doesn't get in any funny business off the line or anything like that. So uh, yeah, I think all eyes will be on Seb to see how he bows out tomorrow. I think guaranteed to be a very emotional day for the whole F1 paddock. But emotions aside, there were still people fighting for pole position, and it was Max Verstappen who again tops qualifying. Do you think he was out of reach for everybody today? Seemed like it, yeah. I mean, obviously he missed FP1, but quick in FP2. He's, he, that, that's something we noticed all season. Even if he misses a bit of various practice sessions, he's on it right from the start. And yeah, I think Red Bull, it just really confirms they really did get it wrong on the tyres in that one practice sessions and now the setup in Brazil last weekend. They're right back on form. Um, also, you say that uh, Alonso was looking in his mirror to stay out of Vettel's way. Well, the Red Bull drivers weren't because in both Q1 and Q3, Vettel kept flying up behind them in the final corner and was getting uh, understandably frustrated to be losing out, losing that little bit of, uh, of downforce and grip as he flew through that final corner, which is really critical. We saw Max Verstappen in, uh, in his first run in Q3 coming very, very close to exceeding track limits and that ultimately could have been very, very costly. He did end up doing two laps that were good enough for pole position but you run that you really run that risk when you're flirting with the line in that way uh, nevertheless great laps from Verstappen but what was particularly interesting was basically Red Bull as we've seen them uh, doing a few times this season playing toe tactics uh, now here it was Verstappen helping Perez what was uh, there was sort of a, a weird question mark about what was going on particularly in the first runs in Q3 because Verstappen before he came out was sort of spotted by the cameras shaking his head what's what's going on Perez headed, headed out and was sort of like whoa what's going on mate to his engineer and was, was informed that uh, Verstappen had had a problem so I was like right is Perez supposed to tow Verstappen what was going on there anyway they set their laps as I said Verstappen on provisional pole position but then for the second runs in Q3 Verstappen uh, led Perez around gave him a tow down uh, mainly through the second sector the long straights and helped him get into second place on the grid beating Charles Leclerc ended up third for Ferrari but essentially he asked uh, both the Red Bull drivers about this in the press conference and Verstappen explained it was the plan for Verstappen to actually tow Perez twice and yes it was and uh, Verstappen said that uh, in their discussions after Brazil, Perez had been offered the choice. Would he like to run ahead of Verstappen or would he like to run behind? And we know here the toe can be uh, very important. We saw Perez doing that for Verstappen uh, last year when it came to out-qualifying uh, Lewis Hamilton for that controversial 2021 season finale in Abu Dhabi. Um, but yeah, I suspect, although unfortunately the press conference was ended extremely early, uh, that this was some sort of payback. That would be my reading of it, just the sort of, you know, that what you know, the team orders saga that happened at Interlagos. You do, you do get the feeling that basically Red Bull were like, right, this is this is how we can help you because if that's where they finish tomorrow, even if Verstappen wins and Perez is second, that that secures him second place in the in the World Championship ahead of Leclerc. So, although they never officially confirmed it, at the drivers, uh, that I get the feeling that that's what was going on. They uh, Perez certainly said like it's. Uh, it makes up for last weekend a little bit with sort of what he was getting at. It's nice to be back, he said. So, um, so yeah, a good day for Red Bull. Not so good for Charles Leclerc, who in the press conference did not look very happy. Yeah, very interesting dynamic there at Red Bull after all of the Brazil team orders fallout, of course. I think 
that's going to be a, yeah, probably an ongoing story, maybe for the rest of their time together as teammates. But ultimately, Verstappen on pole position today with Perez second. As you do rightly say, if that result is as it is tomorrow, that will be enough to beat Leclerc's P2 in the standings. I do wonder if we do get into a situation where Verstappen does have to give up a position to Perez for him to get P2. Will that happen? He said it will, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting story to look out for tomorrow. Uh, one team that didn't feature at all in that lead fight was Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton and George Russell ending up six tenths of a second off pole position. And uh, they seem to struggle a bit more with porpoising. I think that seems to be back and an issue for Mercedes. So George Russell said it kind of proves that the aero changes for next year are the right thing to do. But was it to be expected really Tosa Wolf talked about this uh, table of doom he called it where the team had drawn up which tracks are going to work and which ones aren't for the team moving forward and Abu Dhabi was always a, a pretty bad track not catastrophic he said but not very good was it maybe unreasonable to expect that after the Brazil win Mercedes were properly back and going to be at the front once again this weekend I think so I think so I think uh, last weekend was a case of Mercedes nailed it and did get everything right but Red Bull got things wrong so if you if, if you if you extrapolate that and go forward on, onto a weekend where Red Bull get everything right they still have the fastest car they still have Verstappen and you know they, they, they could make the magic happen and they did and yeah as you say Luke that sort of uh, that doom table that uh, Toto Wolff was talking about in the press conference this morning interesting you said that Abu Dhabi was sort of mid-pack uh, in terms of the circuits Mexico topped it then Brazil second and obviously we saw them doing very well there could have won both races perhaps with a different strategy I think Mercedes even now admits it got that uh, that second stint in particular wrong in Mexico so yeah yeah probably I think it, it, it was it was a uh, a bump down to earth, but not a horrible one. I think they were expecting it, and I think um, still, nevertheless, um, nevertheless, you know, they're, they're, they're a smartly run operation. They could do something tomorrow because Ferrari looked vulnerable. Like no wonder Leclerc looked pretty unhappy in the press conference in the in the in FP2 yesterday. The long run averages. You heard him on the radio saying to his engineer, "Why are we so slow?" And his engineer says, "Well, we just don't look great at the moment." And Matt Q crunched the numbers uh, very handily for our jointly written Friday feature, which I uh, I did the easy bit. He did the hard bit, so uh, fair, fair enough there. But it did look very tricky for Ferrari. Now Leclerc says, "Well." we think we, we're looking better they did some long running in FP3 trouble is that's just not representative because it's in the sunshine it's so much hotter taking place earlier in the afternoon compared to the twilight uh, race tomorrow so maybe Ferrari will be able to rescue things compared to FP2 but honestly I would expect Red Bull potentially to disappear I don't want that to happen but potentially to disappear and then it becoming about can Mercedes uh, deprive Ferrari of that podium but I mean who would have predicted what happened at Abu Dhabi last year so uh, you never know what's going to happen here yeah, stranger things have definitely happened. And for Ferrari, qualifying's really been their big strength through this season. So to, uh, yeah, end the season really not in the shout for pole position. I think that's not, uh, yeah, not how they wanted to end things. And it could be quite a difficult race for them tomorrow if their tyre deck issues we've seen through this year rear their head once again. And Mercedes, they opted to go for quite a uh, sort of focusing on that tyre management for tomorrow's race. Looks to be as they might straddle between a one and two stop strategy. Uh, Toto Wolff said, yeah, he hopes that it can favour them more on the tyres, go quite gently on them and hopefully the car will come alive a bit more uh, come the race. But really, it doesn't look like anyone can stop Red Bull tomorrow. That RBA team, we know how good it's been. Uh, we look at Spa, that was probably where it was most dominant, and you can see some similarities to Spa in Abu Dhabi in terms of these long, long straights, those slow-speed corners as well. It just seems to really suit the RBA team down to a tee. Yeah, don't forget that uh, obviously last year an anomaly uh, race really considering the, the, the madness that happened at the end and Lewis Hamilton had got it won but in 2020 Verstappen was absolutely dominant here uh, so Red Bull clearly goes uh, has, has formed for going very well around here recently Red Bull definitely the favourite going into the race don't forget uh, Ross Braun saying goodbye to, to Formula 1 Pat Simmons as well um, 
we spoke to him this morning, myself and Jonathan Noble. It was uh, really insightful. So you know, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, it should be a good send off for multiple people. It has, this race has had a bit of a sort of end of term feeling, and I'm not I'm not just saying that because I've got Matt Keys that next to me in the media centre, which always reminds me of a good uh, a good schoolboy. I don't know, just sort of naughtiness that we've got going on there. But there we are. Uh, <laughs> it's nice and nice and youthful. But anyway, yes. Well, looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, lots of actual finales. Well, Daniel Ricciardo, we know that he's off to Red Bull, even if that's not been formally signed and uh, announced yet. But uh, yeah, he spoke about it this evening and said basically he he wants to use next year in this sort of third driver role at Red Bull to work out does he want to keep racing, right? and he can quite easily walk away mid-season. Uh, Mick Schumacher, of course, we've got to see what his next step is. Maybe a, a reserve role at Mercedes. Total Wolf has made pretty clear they'd be interested in talking to him about that. Uh, Nicholas Satifi as well, obviously his his final race in F1 he said he's treating it as though it'll be his final Grand Prix start and um, Pat Simmons as well at Formula 1 I believe it's his final race so uh, yeah quite a few people were saying goodbye to um, one of our media centre colleagues as well Abhishek Takle as well a really good mate of ours he's a yeah a top top lad and uh, yeah he's uh, I think this is his final Grand Prix so he's going to be sorely sorely missed he's a yeah a really really good bloke um, yeah lots of endings in Abu Dhabi uh, we will be back tomorrow of course for the full race review podcast uh, make sure you join us then and of course stay tuned to Autosport tomorrow We'll have the full race report and analysis and news throughout the day. We will see you tomorrow after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.